Hey, everybody. My name is Betty Dickinson. I'm on staff with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship as an assistant director of spiritual formation. And I'm here with Natalia Cohn-Rivera, who is an associate director of spiritual formation with LaFay, our ministry um, to LaFay students with InterVarsity. And Natalia also co-wrote the book Hermanas, um, which I'll have her tell us about in a little bit. Um, but I wanted to have Natalia here to share about her story in particular when it comes to waiting and intimacy with Jesus. Uh, this interview is in the context of a retreat uh, series that we're planning, and the focus that we're looking at right now is, is the passage in Acts where the disciples, Jesus has just told them to wait in Jerusalem for the power of the Holy Spirit, and then he leaves, and they go to, they're in this waiting time before the Holy Spirit comes. And as I've been thinking about this passage, I've just been so mindful of where our world is right now in the process of waiting. And so um, first, Natalia, I would love for you to share just to really briefly about the book Hermanas, and then I would love to dive in more to the interview around kind of what you have learned in the process of waiting in intimacy with Jesus. So tell us about Hermanas. Well, thank you so much for having me, and I'm excited um, to be with you and those listening. Um, Hermanas is obviously something I waited for for many years, but mm -hmm. it was also a four-year wait. Um, and uh, it's it's three of us authoring this book with our audience being in mind Latina women, and there's not a lot of evangelical discipleship books for mm -hmm. Latina women. And so we wanted to empower them uh, with women in the Bibles, women stories in the Bible so that they can look at these 12 ladies in the Bible as mentors, mm. not just us three um, authors, but as these 12, these 12 ladies. And so we mm -hmm. look at Esther and Rahab and the Shulamite and Song of Solomon. We look at Lydia um, and Deborah. There's a lot of ladies. And so, and we put it into a Latina context. Mm. Um, and so uh, yeah, it's to help them, empower them. And then also it's just been translated in Spanish, which we're really excited about. And um, we're just excited that it's That's going awesome. to uh, those who don't speak English, but only Spanish and Latin America. So um, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, those of you who are listening, check Hermanas out. It sounds like a beautiful book. I can't wait to pick it up myself and dive into it. And uh, yeah, so as we enter into just discussing the idea of waiting and kind of what God does in us in the midst of, of waiting in the context of these disciples, and especially even thinking, what is the power of the Holy Spirit doing in the midst of waiting for the disciples and even preparing them for the things that he wanted to do through the spirit. And I just would love to hear from you, Natalia. Can you tell us about a time when you were waiting on God for something and what helps you to cling to God in the midst of the waiting? Yeah. I mean, I think as Christians, we're constantly waiting. I think as people we're waiting, we're waiting for jobs. We're waiting to finish our degrees. We're waiting um, to pay off our loans. We're waiting for mm -hmm. spouses and children and, um, and so we're waiting for retirement. There's just like one. And I think this side of heaven, we're going to be waiting a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's, I feel like heaven, we're not going to have to wait just because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. has a lot. And, and so, uh, I've, I've been constantly waiting. Right. And so, um, but, but I, um, I really love to learn how to wait on the Lord, mm. not just wait for the things that I'm waiting mm. for. And I feel like that's what God's been teaching me is like, 
Hey, you're, it's not just a, a goal oriented weight. It's not mm. just like, so that you can get to this level or you can achieve this. Um, but there's a, there's intimacy, there's friendship in the weight. And so, um, I just think of, I love acts one, six, where the disciples come together and they ask Jesus, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Mm-hmm. Jesus has died and resurrected. They're waiting. They don't, they don't have the, the, they don't have the Holy spirit yet. So they don't get the whole picture. Mm-hmm. They're still believing Jesus is just meant to restore the kingdom of Israel. Like they're yeah. still back at, at, at ground zero with him mm-hmm. when they mm-hmm. first started. So they don't get the whole picture. And I feel like that's what we need is like, we have this goal in mind. We have the finish line and we're waiting. And we're like, if we could just get there and God's like, actually, you need the Holy spirit to give you far more than what you really understand mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I, I'm a planter. I've been planting on, not right now, but I, on the field, I was planting for 12 years, 10 years and, and, uh, went to different cities, planted different ministries and loved it. I love planting. And, um, and that's a lot of waiting. You're waiting mm-hmm. for leaders to come. You're waiting for people to make decisions. You're waiting for um, people to to partner with you mm-hmm. um, in in leadership and all of that. And so I was 25 years old, and my friend and I had just been a lot of us staff were studying Acts, and we we're just talking afterwards, and we're like, why aren't we seeing the Holy Spirit the way that we are mm-hmm. looking at it in the Word, in both the Gospels and Acts? We see so much power, and why are we just seeing human altar calls, human mm-hmm. calls to faith, human Bible studies. And we're, we're not, where's the partnership with the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. So, um, three days later, I'm in my hometown watching a movie with some of my friends and it was Christian Bale's first Batman movie. And it was 1am I'm coming out and this man comes up to me and he's like, I know you're a Christian, you're an evangelist, you have your own ministry. And I was like, that's well, pretty specific. And I don't have any university, anything on me. So how's he going to guess anything? Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he's like, God has some words for you. And I'm like, okay. And from one to 6am, he was telling us things, but backing it up with the word. And that's why it took a long time. He was giving us scriptures because he knew we were the, we were Christians that were not aware that God kind of spoke in that mm-hmm. way. And I really rolled my eyes at the beginning thinking he was one of those weirdo. I was raised Southern Baptist (laughs) and so I didn't get the charismatic stuff. And, and so him coming up to me, giving me all these words from God revolutionized everything from then Mm -hmm. on. I started at 25 and 41, a journey of hearing God. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I I think that's the secret to everything is Mm -hmm. like getting my spirit attuned to his spirit. Cause that's, what happens? They fellowship together, right? I can't yeah. see him. So my body can't touch his body. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but my spirit is made in his image and our spirits are meant to fellowship with each other. Um, and so, yeah. So after that, I've been really into mir- miracles and supernatural mm-hmm. ministry, but I should tell you, God has had to correct me a good dozen or 25 times that he is not my genie. Mm. He is not a vending machine. He doesn't Mm -hmm. use me. He doesn't Mm -hmm. want to be used in a sense of like, I just want you to build a ministry. I just want you to do this or do that. I just want you so that you could provide me a husband and a family and those goal oriented things without any intimacy attached Mm. is like that. 
Mm-hmm. And so I had to come through a huge correction at around 35. So mm-hmm. give another 10 years of me interacting with God in that way. And then him saying, I want you for you, mm-hmm. not what you can produce. Will you want me for me and not what I could just, so I, what I could do for you. So anyways, I'm going to stop right here and let you talk. And then, yeah, no, that's great. I love how you're just sharing the connection between waiting and intimacy. And I think sometimes even waiting prunes us of sort of depending on other things for that kind of connection or filling in the gaps where we feel inadequate or, lonely even you know where it's when he kind of strips all of those things away in the waiting what's left is him and I think just hearing you say like he's wanting us to just want him for him is a huge piece of what waiting is and I mean even like you said with the disciples just the sense of okay Jesus he's raised from the dead he stands before them and then they're like but we want the kingdom you know it's like but they have Jesus who's standing right before them. And they're saying, no, it's not enough. We want, we want the kingdom. So can you, anything more you want to say about just the connection between waiting and intimacy or how you have even, what are some steps you've taken to discipline yourself to seek God and the waiting and grow in intimacy with him? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had to wait for a lot of things for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us, you know, I didn't get married till I was 37 Um, So I was waiting for my husband for a long time, Um, waiting for my mom to get a kidney uh, in her, in her kidney journey, Mm. you know, you just, and so I think in the waiting, the Lord has had to say like, Hey, I need to take out idols Mm. out of your life Mm -hmm. so that it is about me and you. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so ministry was a huge idol for me, a huge idol. And, you know, I wanted this meant these results and Mm -hmm. I wanted to be known as this kind of minister. And so the Lord really had to take that, um, take that idol and, and, and make himself number one. And so I think that's what happens in the waiting too. And, and we can make things uh, really much uh, an idol. And so I feel like that's part of the waiting journey, um, mm-hmm. the, the correction and the reprioritizing. Yeah. And so I teach a lot on hearing God's voice because I feel like that's the crucial thing in the Christian life. Yeah. Um, for the student and the minister, whoever teaching people how to hear God for themselves. Mm. And, um, that's the Holy spirit. I think it's giving him time. I think it's willing to be wrong. Mm -hmm. I've been wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and also really being excited when he's right. And, um, and so I've had some really crazy encounters with God just because I'm trying to listen to him and, Mm. and make him what my target is. Yeah. Right. Change the targets and make it about him mm. and getting closer to him. But I'm curious, you know, you, you say that you, you like teaching people about how to hear from God. Are there any just pointers or tips for our listeners on how to cultivate hearing, hearing from God, especially when you're in the midst of a waiting season? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is help um, taking out the extra voices that we don't mm-hmm. need. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times he'll ask me to go on off of social media. Mm-hmm. He'll ask me to, to shut it all down so that I, I don't yeah. confuse things. Mm. Um, it's also him disciplining me to know what is his voice for a long time. I'd get him and my mom confused <laughs> you know, just because my mom's voice was really oh, large yeah. in my life or yeah. myself. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I also started to just, um, out of um, discipline, anything good that I heard from the Lord, anything good, a scripture I wake up with, a scripture I wake up with, a song, or um, just good things I hear, I always give him the credit. Mm-hmm. And so if you learn how to do that, then it's like, oh no, is it me? Is it me? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, but I can come up with that and that's probably me. And then, so we kind of get in our own way. And so like, I just go, you know what? That scripture just came to mind. I'm going to look it up. That scripture is from Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't thinking about that or uh, a friend comes to mind, right? Paying attention to a friend coming to mind. There's a bazillion people in our lives. Why Mm -hmm. is this person being highlighted in my head? So I, I then asked the Lord, is there a reason why this particular person keeps coming to mind? Mm-hmm. And then he'll tell me, text them, ask them how they're doing. Yeah. And so I do. And then, and, and, I, and I'll just be like, Hey, you just keep coming to mind. I feel like it's God, you know, like, and they're like, thank you so much. Oh, oh my gosh. Right. So it's like, you kind of, you get yourself way, like, don't give, don't give yourself the benefit of doubt. Give him <laughs> all of it. Like yeah. just, and then you just like, are then all of a sudden you're like, Oh my gosh, God does speak. He does talk to me. It doesn't have to be so complicated or hard. If a child is meant, if a child can hear from God, we can hear from God. And he meant it for children to, to get him too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Well, and I love, especially, you know, my next question was actually going to be, is there a way that the Holy Spirit has equipped you to be his witness in the waiting? And what I hear from you is that when we, continue to allow God to remove the distractions and allow him to remove, get out of our own way. We can hear him more clearly. So we can actually testify to who he is in the waiting. Is there anything more you would want to say about how waiting has prepared you to be his witness, just like in the the disciples case where they were waiting for the gift of the Holy spirit. And when the Holy spirit came, they were empowered to be his witness, but it came out of a time of waiting. What does that look like for you? Well, I don't know if you know, but I left InterVarsity for a few years. I mean, I never left to Lafay, but I left the field um, mm. to work with Pasadena International House of Prayer. And wow. that's a huge, I became a staff worker for them. And there, it's like in the house of prayer, praying hours a day. Mm. And at first I didn't really know how to do that. I mean, yeah. and, and, but learning how to pray and hear his voice and dialogue with him. And so I, I learned a lot of the waiting in that arena. And then we would go to like, I like really, I can't say just hard places in the world. And we'd pour into those, that house of prayer and we'd be praying for hours at a time. Mm. And you're like, how do you pray for hours at a time? Well, when it's a conversation, it flies by. Mm -hmm. And so it's like learning like, okay, God, like um, letting him guide you in your Mm -hmm. scripture versus you guide him. Mm -hmm. What scripture do you want me to be in right now Mm. or where, how would you want to, to the ways that prophecy Paul uses is to encourage comfort and strengthen us. Mm. God, how would you like to encourage comfort and strengthen me today? He's always going to highlight his word. That's a huge given. Mm -hmm. He loves his word. And um, also he's just going to bring people around you to encourage Mm. you. And you could be a bit of an encouragement to somebody else. Right. And so whenever I listen for someone, um, uh, you know, don't use the word prophecy, use the word prophecy, you use listening prayer, whatever it is, biblical encouragement. 
I ask the Holy Spirit as much as possible to give me scripture mm-hmm. because that does not come back void, right? Mm-hmm. And it's always mm-hmm. used. So being giving words of encouragement through scripture, giving images, all of that. Um, and so, but I mean, I, I, you know, like I mentioned, I was waiting a long time for my husband. God had to take men off that altar mm. and um, really get me into um, hearing his voice. But I, if we have time, I have a really short. Yeah, I would love to hear. So uh, I just come out of a bad relationship number, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and um, seven, eight, I don't know. Um, and so I'm, I'm brokenhearted mm-hmm. and these people at this house of prayer start praying for me. And in that morning, I had this kind of fist fight with Jesus of like, like put my fist up, like I'm doing everything your way. Mm-hmm. You know, I work for you in ministry. Can you tell us something's not going well? Like <laughs> theology and where's my husband. And I, you know, I've been doing it all checking off the boxes. What do you want from me? Mm-hmm. And I hear God tell me, you have no idea how much I've been protecting you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, uh, protection. Like, okay, great. Thanks. So then I go that night to get prayer and this woman prays over me and she goes, okay. So I see the image. She goes, God has been protecting you. And I was Mm. like, oh, that sounds right up. Like what he talked about with me this morning. Okay. And she goes, I see the image of beauty and the beast and (laughs) the glass, the glass thing. And you're Mm. the rose and Mm. he's the beast circling, protecting you. Mm. And I was like, awesome. Like that, that, um, helped me a lot. And then another, you know, situation, well, 15 months later, after another failed relationship, I'm at church and this woman prays for me and she goes, I see a rose. Wow. And I was like, okay. And she goes, this is weird. Natalia, but it's in a glass case, like beauty and the beast. And he's the beast circling you and you're the rose. And I was huh. like, <gasps> 15 months apart, two different oh. women, two different wow. communities. Yeah. And I was like, God, that is completely you. So from then on, my hands were off of my like relationship status stuff, looking for my husband, wondering, I was like, you're the beast. You're going to get beastly. You're protective. You got this. And I felt so assured. One, I felt like absolutely seen. I didn't feel forgotten a lot like Hannah, like, you know, she felt probably forgotten as she's waiting for this, for a baby. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that. I felt incredibly looked after. I kept, oh my gosh it's not just me. I'm messing up stuff or whatever. And I felt non, I felt so, um, partnered in this weight. And I feel Mm -hmm. like that's what makes the weight so better than just enduring it or tolerating it, but actually thriving in the waiting is to feel the partnership of Jesus Mm -hmm. as you wait day by day. Mm -hmm. And so give another six months after that prayer time, I'm in the prayer room and I hear God tell me, I see the image of the glass case wow. and the rose being given to a man. Huh. And I hear him say, your husband is around the corner. You've been, you, you, um, you don't do well with change. And I know that, but you are ready mm. and it's all going to happen fast. And he's Mexican. <laughs> with a migration story. Wow. You know, these are very like six details. Yeah. Now, I, could, I was like, maybe that's just me. One, there was no guy in sight. I was like, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just my desire. I don't know what it is. So then I was like, okay, God, like, this is what I hear. I'm writing it down. There's no problems, you know, in, in putting that down. I'm going to give it to you. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like, it's yeah. not a big deal. Right. Correct me. Six weeks later, my Mexican immigrant husband. Wow. Comes oh, Six my goodness. Later. 
Wow. And so it's just like, and, and I told God, I, I don't trust myself in choosing my husband. You've got to give me confirmations left and right. Mm-hmm. And that was a confirmation when he started talking to me, by the way, introduced by my dad, started talking to me. Um, I said, where are you from? He's like, and I was like, if he's from Mexico, it's like, what? Uh-huh. And he says, I'm from Mexico. And we started and then, you know, wow. it was game over from there. Oh, um, just because it was just what the Lord had said. But there's something about his voice leading us versus yeah. just us hoping he's blessing it along the way. Mm-hmm. I love hearing too how deeply he was protecting and caring for your heart in the midst of the waiting. And I think so often for those of you who are listening, I think when we are in waiting seasons, we can think maybe God has abandoned me or he's forgotten me or he's, uh, he doesn't care about how, like he doesn't care about the longings of my heart, you know, but I think what I'm hearing from the, from you, Natalia, is just seeing how deeply God cared so much (laughs) that he knew that you weren't ready to, to give you the thing, the desire of your heart and that he was cultivating in you in the waiting, a desire for him alone first. And so, and sometimes that, that takes a long time. It's not that we're waiting for God. It's often, he's kind of waiting for us. Like, what are you going to be done with these idols? I'm waiting for you to let them go so that you can receive, you know, my full presence, my full blessing. And yeah. And, and, and at the same time, like I hear this transition for, for you, Natalia, from the seasons of waiting where you are maybe kind of self-dependent or feeling like you're trying to do things in your own strength or your own capacity and, and him stripping some things away where you're now seeing the power of the Holy spirit in ministry. So what does, what has that transition look like for you, you know, in, in the waiting times, what he stripped you away from to now, like, what are you seeing him do through the power of the Holy Spirit that are fruits of what he did in the waiting? Yeah. Well, a lot of it is um, asking him. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't write talks anymore, just out of my own cerebral understanding. I do a lot of talking and, like, a dialoguing. What do you yeah. want to say to this community? I don't like to recycle my talks mm-hmm. um, because I want it to be a fresh word from him. And what's crazy is people come up to me like, how did, did you read my journal? Like how that possibly happened. And I was like, it's the Holy spirit. Like right. I'm not taking credit. Like it, but I have to discipline myself mm-hmm. to be at a student conference or a leadership conference or a staff conference and not just go with the motions of what we know how to do, but to actually take the quiet time aside mm-hmm. and like, listen and be like, what do you want to say? What yeah. do you want to say? Yeah. And that takes a lot of discipline on staff because I think what we were doing is like five to 10 different things at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of juggling. <laughs> yeah. And so how do you stop juggling and then go listen? Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, I, I that's where I'm like, I want to be in, in that, in a role that isn't doing all kind of like the crazy juggling so I can hear on behalf. And so I'm, I'm trying to help staff and students cultivate that listening, mm-hmm. uh, even as students. Um, it it could drastically help their GPA. It could drastically help how they make decisions and not be panicky. Mm -hmm. Anxiety is so high right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's so high right now. And I'm telling you as an honest person, I had my baby and I had postpartum anxiety, not depression, Mm -hmm. postpartum anxiety. I couldn't sleep. The baby was sleeping. I couldn't (laughs) sleep. Oh no. 
it's a horrible situation. And so I was like, what is going on, God? And I couldn't hear him. It was Mm. like a whole new season of life of which I knew how to hear him in this season, but I didn't know how to hear him in that season Mm -hmm. and relearning how to hear his voice and being okay with that. And like, okay, help me, Jesus. Like I need to relearn how to hear you as a new mom. Yeah. And that's also juggling, yeah. right? Juggling a lot of things I never juggled before. And so I think it is just disciplining yourself and making that a priority mm-hmm. because guess what? Like it's, it's, it's like Mary and Martha, right? Martha's the one doing a bunch of things, mm-hmm. putting on a, a party for Jesus, a meal. And she's obsessed with maybe who knows this, the, the hummus. I mean, the shish kebab. <laughs> I don't know what she's obsessed with. Um, but she's mad at Jesus. And in, and her sister who says not a one word in this story um, is at Jesus's feet listening. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like he's saying she's choosing the one thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Martha was choosing five things. Yeah. And so he's saying it's one thing. And the one thing is friendship with me, intimacy, hearing yeah. me. And who knows if, if God, Jesus is downloading to Mary something she would need for the future. And I believe that in ministry on campuses and churches, wherever we need downloads from God, yeah. we need revelation from God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm constantly like, I'm at, I'm at the edge of my seat, Jesus. I need you to tell me, you know, but I'm not just using him for revelation, right? I'm not just using him for miracles, but it's like a, a friendship. And I just trust he'll convey what he wants to convey and unveil what he wants to unveil by doing just life with him and asking him questions. So yeah, it's a lot of asking, a lot of listening, a lot of not me leading even a talk mm-hmm. or a seminar, a workshop, a Bible study. It's me asking Jesus, what do you want to say? What mm-hmm. story do you want to use? You know, and sometimes he makes me wait till 5 a.m. of that same day mm-hmm. to download what he wants to tell mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. But Wow. And I hear you, there's so much rich wisdom in what you just said. And I think I also hear you say, listening to God and cultivating intimacy with him looks different in different seasons. And I think I just want to say to those who are listening, just to give yourself grace for where you are, you know, like if you're battling anxiety, like Natalia shared, you know, or if you're a new mom that is fog mom brain, (laughs) you know, like I I think that there's just such a, a grace for God where he's saying like, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. And I, I will meet you where you are, but there is, I do hear it even in that though, uh, a disciplining yourself to do what you can to continue to put yourself at the feet of Jesus, no matter what season you're in. And maybe it will, like you said, maybe it will take a long time. I know I've had prayer retreats where I've sat down and it's been silent for about three hours of just sitting and God's presence and waiting for him to speak. And I didn't hear anything until the last, you know, 10 minutes when I'm packing up, you know, and God does it. And I, I think sometimes he's cultivating, are you, are your, is your heart fully devoted to me? Are you going to position yourself to hear from me? And are you going to allow me to strip away the external things that you're depending on in the waiting so that uh, what you long for is me and what you're seeking is me. And so that when you hear it is a clear a clear voice that the spirit is speaking and it's not tainted or distorted by all of your external um you know things that you cling to so i just yeah thank you for sharing that and i just i'm curious if you were to give 
maybe a word of encouragement or benediction to our listeners uh, about waiting or, or something else. I just would love uh, for you to share some, some closing words for us in our interview here. Yeah. Something that has been really encouraging to me um, that Jesus told me at a staff conference, LFA, no student conference, um, was the image of, I'm in, the, in just praying and I hear the Lord say, like, are you tired of just aiming in the dark? Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I've, I felt like he was saying, like, you have a lot of bows, you know, and arrows. And like, mm-hmm. are you tired of just aiming and shooting in the dark? And he told me, I get perfect bullseyes. I want mm-hmm. to teach you how to get bullseyes. Huh. So given a talk, given this, given that, like, how do you take off the anxiety of what do I come up with? What do I say? What do I create to God? Give me the bullseyes you want to do. Mm-hmm. You and I can shoot together. And so like, I just think um, there's no, if you're striving so hard to hear from God, you're probably relying on, on you. Mm. God wants to encounter us more than we want to encounter him. And he does the heavy lifting in yeah. every interaction because mm-hmm. we're really human with human strength. He does the heavy lifting. And I just feel like if you're striving, I want to bless you to stop striving and, and to just like, okay, God, like it's not, it, it shouldn't be work to hear from you. It's yeah. a relationship. Like, just experience him. Like, um, I, I love looking at like song Solomon five and other scriptures as there's, I think some, I can't remember, but it goes through his like body parts, like his mm-hmm. arms, like this mm-hmm. cheeks are like this, like, you know, start just like imagining the, what we in the house of prayer would call the how the beauty of Jesus mm-hmm. focus on the beauty of Jesus, who he is. And he'll lead you to all the other things that you've got all these, questions for and no answers yet like he'll lead you mm-hmm. but but the striving must cease in order to encounter him yeah and I'm talking to myself right now mm-hmm. <laughs> real fast uh-huh. and so it's like if you're working on something and you just want to hear from God or making a decision and you just want to God what do you want these are awesome decisions before me and sometimes they might just tell you you choose mm-hmm. I, I trust you to choose um other times you just want confirmations, which please ask God to confirm. He loves to confirm, confirm, confirm. Um, but, you know, just just like what I would do is whenever I, I'm like, God, is that you? If it hasn't left me in two to three weeks, if I haven't exercised it off, slept it off, if I haven't just like, oh, that was a fleeting word and it's still with me and I still can't get, I still can't get over it. I feel like then I got to talk to God more and more about it. Yeah. And so, um, that happened with my brother. I was praying for his, him and his wife to meet his wife. I wanted to introduce him. I wanted to match make my brother and I prayed for three years for him. And it wasn't like strong prayers. It wasn't even at the top of my list. It was just like in the back of my mind, I was around all these intervarsity women. He wasn't around good Christian women. So I was like, God, you know, introduce me to his wife and, um, and I couldn't get that off of me. And I just mm. kept praying it. And then I met this woman who was an IV intern. And I just couldn't, I couldn't get that idea of them <laughs> two together off, like out of my head for a few weeks. So finally I go to them independently. They think I'm crazy. 
I said, I'll pay for their, their meal. They're just laugh. My dad, <laughs> my brother's like, okay, I'll, I'll take her out. I trust you. And seven months later there, I love you. And and married, you know, wow. they've been for a long time. And I'm like, God, you let me in on that. You didn't have to partner with me, but you are so fun. Hmm. You even let us match make our loved ones. If you know, <laughs> and my dad and mom match made me. And I mean, it's just like, wow. and, and it's just like, you, you just, the Lord leads us if we stop the striving mm. and we're just like, okay, God, like you yeah. want to do fun things. He's so fun. He's so fun. And his beauty <laughs> is amazing. Just focus on his beauty. He'll take care of the rest. Wow. Oh, I love that, Natalia. Thank you for that word. And yeah, for those of you listening, I, my, our prayer, my prayer for you is that in this season that you, yeah, you would set your face on Jesus's beauty like Natalia said, and find him in the waiting and cease your striving to just be in his presence, cultivate that intimacy and let him strip away the things that you're clinging on to so that when he gives the right time that you can receive it uh, with joy and gratitude and have your heart completely fixed on him in the process. So thank you so much for your time, Natalia, and um, bless all of you listeners. We're so grateful that you tuned in. Take care.